Question 17, Part 1 of Summa Theologica, Pars Prima Segunde, On the Last End and on Human Acts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Summa Theologica, Pars Prima Segunde, On the Last End and on Human Acts by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 17. Of the Acts Commanded by the Will, in Nine Articles. Part 1. Question 17. Of the Acts Commanded by the Will, in Nine Articles. We must now consider the Acts Commanded by the Will, under which head there are nine points of inquiry. 1. Whether command is an act of the will or of the reason. 2. Whether command belongs to irrational animals. 3. Of the order between command and use. 4. Whether command and the commanded act are one act or distinct. 5. Whether the act of the will is commanded. 6. Whether the act of the reason is commanded. 7 whether the act of the sensitive appetite is commanded. 8. Whether the act of the vegetal soul is commanded. 9. Whether the acts of the external members are commanded. First article. Part 1 of the second part. Question 17. Article 1. Whether command is an act of the reason or of the will. Objection 1. It would seem that command is not an act of the reason, but of the will. For command is a kind of motion, because Avicenna says there are four ways of moving, by perfecting, by disposing, by commanding, and by counseling. But it belongs to the will to move all the other powers of the soul, as stated above. Question 9, Article 1. Therefore, command is an act of the will. Objection 2. Further, just as to be commanded belongs to that which is subject, so seemingly, to command belongs to that which is most free, but the root of liberty is especially in the will, therefore to command belongs to the will. Objection 3. Further, command is followed at once by act, but the act of the reason is not followed at once by act, for he who judges that a thing should be done does not do it at once. Therefore, command is not an act of the reason, but of the will. On the contrary, Gregory of Nyssa, Nemesius, On Human Nature, 16, and the Philosopher, Ethics 1, 13, say that the appetite obeys reason, therefore command is an act of the reason. I answer that, command is an act of the reason presupposing, however, an act of the will. In proof of this, we must take note that, since the acts of the reason and of the will can be brought to bear on one another, in so far as the reason reasons about willing, and the will wills to reason, the result is that the act of the reason precedes the act of the will, and conversely. And since the power of the preceding act continues in the act that follows, it happens sometimes that there is an act of the will, in so far as it retains in itself something of an act of the reason, as we have stated in reference to use and choice, and conversely, that there is an act of the reason, in so far as it retains in itself, something of an act of the will. 
now command is essentially indeed an act of the reason for the commander orders the one commanded to do something by way of intimation or declaration and to order thus by intimating or declaring is an act of the reason now the reason can intimate or declare something in two ways first absolutely and this intimation is expressed by a verb in the indicative mood as when a person says to another this is what you should do sometimes however the reason intimates something to a man by moving him thereto and this intimation is expressed by a verb in the imperative mood as when it is said to someone do this now the first mover among the powers of the soul to the doing of the act is the will as stated above question nine article one since therefore the second mover does not move save in virtue of the first mover it follows that the very fact that the reason moves by commanding is due to the power of the will consequently it follows that command is an act of the reason presupposing an act of the will in virtue of which the reason by its command moves the power to the execution of the act reply objection one to command is to move not anyhow but by intimating and declaring to another and this is an act of the reason reply objection to the root of liberty is the will as the subject thereof but it is the reason as its cause for the will can tend freely towards various objects precisely because the reason can have various perceptions of good hence philosophers define the free will as being a free judgment arising from reason implying that reason is the root of liberty reply objection three this argument proves that command is an act of reason not absolutely but with a kind of motion as stated above second article part one of the second part question seventeen article two whether command belongs to irrational animals objection one it would seem that command belongs to irrational animals because according to avicenna the power that commands movement is the appetite and the power that executes movement is in the muscles and nerves but both powers are in irrational animals therefore command is to be found in irrational animals objection to further the condition of a slave is that of one who receives commands but the body is compared to the soul as a slave to his master as the philosopher says politics one two therefore the body is commanded by the soul even in irrational animals since they are composed of soul and body objection three further by commanding man has an impulse towards an action but impulse to action is to be found in irrational animals as damascene says on the orthodox faith two twenty two therefore command is to be found in irrational animals on the contrary command is an act of reason as stated above article one but in irrational animals there is no reason neither therefore is there command i answer that to command is nothing else than to direct someone to do something by a certain motion of intimation now to direct is the proper act of reason wherefore it is impossible that irrational animals should command in any way since they are devoid of reason reply objection one 
the appetitive power is said to command movement in so far as it moves the commanding reason but this is only in man in irrational animals the appetitive power is not properly speaking a commanding faculty unless command be taken loosely for motion reply objection to the body of the irrational animal is competent to obey but its soul is not competent to command because it is not competent to direct consequently there is no ratio there of commander and commanded but only of mover and moved reply objection three impulse to action is in irrational animals otherwise than in man for the impulse of man to action arises from the directing reason wherefore his impulse is one of command on the other hand the impulse of the irrational animal arises from natural instinct because as soon as they apprehend the fitting or the unfitting their appetite is moved naturally to pursue or to avoid wherefore they are directed by another to act and they themselves do not direct themselves to act consequently in them is impulse but not command third article part one of the second part question seventeen article three whether use precedes command objection one it would seem that use precedes command for command is an act of the reason presupposing an act of the will as stated above article one but as we have already shown question sixteen article one use is an act of the will therefore use precedes command objection to further command is one of those things that are ordained to the end but use is of those things that are ordained to the end therefore it seems that use precedes command objection three further every act of a power moved by the will is called use because the will uses the other powers as stated above question sixteen article one but command is an act of the reason as moved by the will as stated above article one therefore command is a kind of use now the common precedes the proper therefore use precedes command on the contrary damascene says on the orthodox faith two twenty two that impulse to action precedes use but impulse to operation is given by command therefore command precedes use i answer that use of that which is directed to the end in so far as it is in the reason referring this to the end precedes choice as stated above question sixteen article four wherefore still more does it precede command on the other hand use of that which is directed to the end in so far as it is subject to the executive power follows command because use in the user is united to the act of the thing used for one does not use a stick before doing something with the stick but command is not simultaneous with the act of the thing to which the command is given for it naturally precedes its fulfillment sometimes indeed by priority of time consequently it is evident that command precedes use reply objection one not every act of the will precedes this act of the reason which is command but an act of the will precedes namely choice and an act of the will follows namely use because after counsel's decision which is reason's judgment the will chooses 
and after choice the reason commands that power which has to do what was chosen then last of all someone's will begins to use by executing the command of reason sometimes it is another's will when one commands another sometimes the will of the one that commands when he commands himself to do something reply objection to just as act ranks before power so does the object rank before the act now the object of use is that which is directed to the end consequently from the fact that command itself is directed to the end it may be concluded that command precedes rather than that it follows use reply objection three just as the act of the will in using the reason for the purpose of command precedes the command so also we may say that this act whereby the will uses the reason is preceded by a command of reason since the acts of these powers react on one another fourth article part one of the second part question seventeen article four whether command and the commanded act are one act or distinct objection one it would seem that the commanded act is not one with the command itself for the acts of different powers are themselves distinct but the commanded act belongs to one power and the command to another since one is the power that commands and the other is the power that receives the command therefore the commanded act is not one with the command objection to further whatever things can be separated from one another are distinct for nothing is severed from itself but sometimes the commanded act is separate from the command for sometimes the command is given and the commanded act follows not therefore command is a distinct act from the act commanded objection three further whatever things are related to one another as precedent and consequent are distinct but command naturally precedes the commanded act therefore they are distinct on the contrary the philosopher says topics three two that where one thing is by reason of another there is but one but there is no commanded act unless by reason of the command therefore they are one i answer that nothing prevents certain things being distinct in one respect and one in another respect indeed every multitude is one in some respect as dionysius says on the divine names thirteen but a difference is to be observed in this that some are simply many and one in a particular aspect while with others it is the reverse now one is predicated in the same way as being and substance is being simply whereas accident or being of reason is a being only in a certain respect wherefore those things that are one in substance are one simply though many in a certain respect thus in the genus substance the whole composed of its integral or essential parts is simply one because the whole is being and substance simply and the parts are being and substances in the whole but those things which are distinct in substance and one according to an accident are distinct simply and one in a certain respect thus many men are one people and many stones are one heap which is unity of composition or order in like manner also many individuals that are one in genus or species are many simply and one in a certain respect 
since to be one in genus or species is to be one according to the consideration of the reason now just as in the genus of natural things a whole is composed of matter and form for example man who is one natural being though he has many parts is composed of soul and body so in human acts the act of a lower power is in the position of matter in regard to the act of a higher power in so far as the lower part acts in virtue of the higher power moving it for thus also the act of the first mover is as the form in regard to the act of its instrument hence it is evident that command and the commanded act are one human act just as a whole is one yet in its parts many reply objection one if the distinct powers are not ordained to one another their acts are diverse simply but when one power is the mover of the other then their acts are in a way one since the act of the mover and the act of the thing moved are one act physics three three reply objection two the fact that command and the commanded act can be separated from one another shows that they are different parts because the parts of a man can be separated from one another and yet they form one whole reply objection three in those things that are many in parts but one as a whole nothing hinders one part from preceding another thus the soul in a way precedes the body and the heart the other members end of question seventeen part one